Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 467th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will join next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P. was out in Los Angeles for Super Bowl week. So looking forward to uh, hearing A.P.'s report from the scene. So speaking of the Super Bowl, obviously it was my highlight of the week, of course, and it was a riveting game last evening that went down to the final minute. Can't really ask for anything better than that. Uh, But in the end, uh, it was all-world Aaron Donald forcing a desperation pass by Joe Burrow on fourth down that fluttered harmlessly to the turf, thus giving the L.A. Rams the world championship. This, of course, came after MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup, caught a TD pass from Matthew Stafford uh, to cap off truly a drive for the ages. Uh, Lasted about four minutes, around 15 plays or so, where basically uh, it was Matthew Stafford playing pitch and catch with Cooper Cup, who had uh, four four for four catches uh, for 39 yards in the drive. And, uh, and, all credit to both of them. Cooper Cup's year uh, really go down in history where he led the league in catches, yards, and touchdowns, uh, and just capped it off with two touchdowns last night. And as I mentioned, the epic final drive, and uh, what a year for Cooper Cup. And he, of course, is the guy who caught the two passes uh that led to the defeat of the Bucks after the Bucks and Tom Brady had made the amazing comeback a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. I was there at that game here in Tampa, and uh, it was remarkable, and it was certainly a sign of things to come. And uh, Cooper Cup just seems to be uncoverable. And, of course, Matthew Stafford finally gets, his, gets out of Detroit, or he had labored with no results uh, in the postseason. And he really just showed up big time, made big time throws throughout the postseason. And uh, that's why the Rams got him, and it paid off. And uh, so Matthew Stafford seemed a very likable guy, as is Cooper Cup. And, uh, you know, they just both showed up in a big way last night. My bizarre story of the week was Joe Burrow last night getting sacked seven times uh, following nine sacks in an earlier playoff game. And despite all that, he just kept coming and coming and coming uh, and still getting it done. And uh, it's remarkable the year he had, the postseason run the Bengals had, and uh you know, it all came down to that fourth down play. They started off quickly on their final drive when they got the ball with a little less than two minutes to go. Uh, and following the Cooper Cup touchdown, which turned out to be the winning touchdown, and uh, and start off with a couple quick good gains. And then they just bogged down at around midfield. And it led to the Aaron Donald play. It didn't seem like 
it wasn't a great play, but Aaron Donald was, you know, wrecking a lot of plays. But it looked like Joe Burrow was ready to throw to his left, kind of pulled it back in, reminded me a little bit of the tuck roll for a moment. And, uh, and by the time he pulled it back in, uh, Aaron Donald was all over him, and he just sort of threw it off to his right and, uh, again, just fell harmlessly to the turf, and that was that. Um, my low light of the week, uh, going back to the previous drive, uh, was Tyler Boyd dropping a pass that could have actually uh, put the game away for the Bengals if it would have it would have been a first down more than likely. And might have led to them, you know, just rolling down the field. And uh, it just didn't work out. Tyler Boyd was the first pass he has dropped all season. So, pretty crazy there. Um, But it capped off what is really, you know, probably the best postseason ever. Uh, A couple weeks ago, uh, you know, the last what would it be six games leading to the Super Bowl, the divisional playoffs, including the Tampa uh, Rays uh, Rams game that I mentioned that whole weekend with fantastic finishes. Then of course, both championship games uh, were great finishes as well. Great games, all of them. And uh, again, more than likely the best postseason ever played. Um, but yeah, the, the, Bengals, who got off to a unbelievable start in the second half, they scored on a long touchdown on the first play of the second half and then intercepted on the next play from scrimmage and got a field goal, I think, out of that, and that was it. They never scored again uh, after around 10 minutes or so to go in the third quarter. And uh, so... It was, uh, you know, just the kind of game you hope for. And again, Aaron Donald, there's some rumors that he might retire. That Had they won, if they won, that might be his last game. They did win. Reporters were asking him the question, but he was just saying he was uh, enjoying the moment, and that was that. And, of course, I'm from western Pennsylvania, and Aaron Donald is also from western PA, Pittsburgh to be specific, played for the – Played high school football at Penn Hills, which is a uh, fabulous football program, has been for decades. And then, of course, he went to Pitt, and uh, now he has just turned into one of the great defensive linemen in NFL history and really sealed the deal in his legacy last night uh, with the play, basically, to end the game, but just his his just control of the... Uh, entire game especially as we got to the second half and even more so in the fourth quarter he was just uh as advertised just utterly spectacular so uh aaron donald uh a legend forever after last night that's for sure and uh other nfl news that i found interesting that it looks like they're going to play a game in munich germany uh, this year, uh, as in the fall of 2022 here, uh, first ever regular season game in Germany. So that was exciting news to go along with their games in London. Uh, so the NFL continues to expand. So that was very exciting news, I thought. And, uh, and then just moving to uh, the other big sports event, uh, Super Bowl Sunday yesterday was, and for the previous four days was, of course, the legendary waste management golf tournament. And of course, the epic 16th hole. There was a hole in one on Saturday and uh, the, at the 16th hole, and the place just went crazy. And of course, quite appropriately, threw tons of trash from the stands. And uh, and who better to clean it up than waste management, right? And so that was just a great tournament. Went into uh, went into sudden death. Scotty Scheffler ended up winning it, and uh, just a great tournament. And next year the Super Bowl was in Phoenix, which is where the waste management is played in Scottsdale. 
So, uh, assuming it will be the same day, same weekend as always, it's pretty much always Super Bowl weekend, uh, the waste management, uh, with the tournament going on, combined with the Super Bowl going on, uh, that could be just a terrific week uh, out there in Phoenix next year, to say the least. So, hard to believe the football season is over, and... Uh, it's been a great one. Um, I was watching the NFL honors last Thursday night, which were fun to watch. Uh, I liked the moment of the year, which was Justin Tucker's uh, 66-yard record field goal uh, to, uh, to take his Ravens uh, over the Detroit Lions. And I remember it well. It's uh one of those remember where you were moments because when I I had just gotten home, of course, flicked on red zone and they were lining up the kick and I instantly knew and the announcer said it was going to be for the all-time NFL record and knowing Justin Tucker's uh, tremendous uh, records, uh, accuracy, he's the best field goal kicker in the game, has been for years. So I thought that was pretty cool. Because uh, I agree with it. It was, for me personally, the NFL moment of the year. Like, the moment it happened, it was just uh, an electric, electric uh, kick, to put it mildly. Aaron Rodgers won his second MVP, fourth overall, second MVP in a row. And uh, I think Tom Brady was a distant second, uh, which is saying something. Um, that he was second, given uh, given his age. And, of course, the big news uh, feels like old news now, but Tom Brady did uh, post on Instagram that he was retiring. And then this past Monday night, a week ago, uh, on his usual podcast with Jim Gray, uh, used the words, never say never, which has created a whole new cottage industry of will he come back. He seemed to leave the door open with that statement. So that will be uh, something to watch, needless to say, uh, especially down here in Tampa Bay. They still hold his rights. And uh, and so that's going to be, again, really, really fun to watch. Um, so now let's take our break. Next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, John. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining the show, as always, and looks like you've had a very exciting week. Uh, You've been out in Los Angeles for Super Bowl week, and uh, love to hear all about it. Yeah, John, I arrived last Monday uh, in Los Angeles and and got moving and shaking on Tuesday, went to Radio Row. There must have been upwards of uh, 75 radio stations and uh, so a lot of personalities were roaming the the uh, venue. So got to you know, speak to Warren Moon for a little bit and Eric Dickerson. And uh, I spoke to my friend Rob Parker and he's on radio nationally. And uh, uh, I ran into quite a few Alabama players. Devontae Smith, we had a little conversation. He picked the Rams to win. He was correct. Uh, so Najee Harris and Mac Jones. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and New England Patriots, respectively. Uh-huh. Saw Derrick Henry from the Titans. Uh, so it was it was fun to be here and be amongst uh, all of the folks uh, that always attend Super Bowl. Correct. There's nothing like it. Radio Row. I've been to many uh, through the years, and it's just fabulous to walk through there. Uh, at every turn, when you look up, there's another, you know, household name, recognizable face, Hall of Famer, uh, what have you. And it's just a terrific atmosphere. And most importantly, I think it's great to hear there were so many radio stations there when you given the last, uh, you know, year or two with COVID. Um and especially last year when it was down here in Tampa, and I don't even know, it might have even been still virtual back a year ago. Uh, certainly the right. uh, stadium was not filled, uh, you know, for the game, and so there was restrictions there, and there was no restrictions yesterday on the stadium. It was packed, and what a beautiful, spectacular setting that is. Uh, you've been inside, right? I've been I've been on that outside of that stadium, John. Okay. I didn't get a chance to go inside the day they had the tour. I was um, a little bit late getting to town. The media buses traveled out to Englewood. We were downtown Los Angeles at the convention center. But it, it, was, it was quite a spectacle. I did go out there for the Pro Football Hall of Fame announcement and press conference. So that was fun. We were housed at the NFL Network building right next door. Oh, right. Right, they just moved there, I believe, uh, a few months back. Yeah. And, yes, I saw it when it was under construction. It's not all that far from the airport, and it's basically right beside uh, the Forum, where the Lakers and Showtime used to play back in the day. And uh, that's where Paul Pierce, uh, from the Boston Celtics, uh, grew up in Inglewood. So, yeah. uh, Yes, quite a sight. Like I said, saw it under construction. Um, and, geez, we're going back now a couple years. But unbelievable facility, and the crowd uh, was electric yesterday, as was the game. And uh, so quite a game. Again, you, as I said in the first segment, you can't ask for anything more than a game that comes down to the last minute, basically – the last play, the fourth down uh, for the Bengals that Aaron Donald wrecked one of many plays that he wrecked, but never a bigger one in his career than that one because it basically won the Super Bowl. Uh, 
it was an interesting play AP where Joe Burrow kind of looked to his left and appeared he was going to throw to his left, pulled it back in. I said it reminded, in the first segment, it reminded me ever so slightly of the tuck rule. And by the moment, by yes. the time he pulled it back in, Aaron Donald was all over him. He did manage, to his credit, to float one out to his right, but uh, there is really not much of a chance of completing that. And just like that, it was over. Yeah, yeah I mean, I w- the only question I had, not question, but d- different decision I would have made is on the third down and one, they ran the football. You know, they're looking right. for one yard, two yards, and I'm thinking okay, I would have passed it because they were giving you the short pass normally, you know, protecting the, the goal line. And yep. I, I would think if he didn't succeed on the first one, he would have succeeded on the second one. I tend to agree, AP. Absolutely. Um, it was definitely too far for a quarterback sneak when we got down to fourth and one. It was a long yard. And then they lined up, of course, yeah. in the shotgun, so that eliminated any possibility uh, and, and I just can't help but think that Aaron Donald saw him back there in the shotgun there by almost guaranteeing it was going to be a pass. And like I said, he was just all over him. And he had quite the game yesterday, AP. He was utterly dominant. Uh, and the, his dominance just grew with each play. That by the fourth quarter, he was just... Uh, practically controlling the game, which is, you know, pretty much unheard of, you know, for a defensive lineman, as impactful as they can be. But he's kind of set a new standard for that. Yes, yes. I predicted before the game, John, that Los Angeles would sack Joe Burrow a minimum of six times. It ended up being seven, which is, I think, tie the record or is a new record. I I, I think it's one of the two. It's 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 up there, and you know, on the heels yes. of the nine sacks earlier in a playoff game uh, a couple of weeks ago, it, it, these are startling figures to say the least. Yeah, I think it was twelve going into the game, so that was nineteen for the playoffs. Right, right, and so AP, yeah. it's just uh, yeah. incredible that he was able to do what he could do. Given all those sacks, the loan, including staying, you know, staying upright, shall, shall we say? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. That's why I thought that Cincinnati would win because if you could sack a quarterback nine times and he still wins, that's pretty difficult. But they sacked him on the last play, so that shut the door on that opportunity. Uh, Cincinnati had many chances to win. I believe you know when eighty-three dropped the ball over the middle on the third down play, he was very close to the first down. If he caught the ball. They were Tyler driving, Boyd. could have put more points on the board, possibly. You know, they had the interception. John, what, John, what was the yard line, if you recall, approximately when they had the interception in the second half after they scored the long 75-yard touchdown? Right. Good point. Uh, yeah, it was because I remember when they were like, I was watching that. They, run the thir- they ended up around, I think they intercepted around the 40, the Rams 40, and were right. in, in around the 30 quickly. And, uh, right. Yes. And yeah. Just a field goal. You need, you need you need more than a field goal in this type of game. You have to get touchdowns. So it would have been four more points. Exactly, and that Instead would have been two touchdowns. Yeah. Two touchdowns in the first two three minutes of the second half, and as I said in the first segment, uh, they did get that field goal there from Evan McPherson, uh, the great kicker from Florida, who was perfect in the postseason, yes. I think 14 for 14 uh, on field goal kicks. But anyway, he uh, that was the last points they scored, AP, and that was with 10 minutes to go in the third quarter, five minutes into the second half, and they were done scoring right yeah. then and there, yeah. which was surprising. Yeah. Like when I read that, you know, when I saw that last night, yeah. it didn't feel like that that was their last score, but it was. Yes, yes, that that was surprising that they didn't score more. And, you know, like I said, it, it wasn't just that fourth down where they lost it. It was a couple of opportunities that would have gave them the victory. But they'll look back at it just like they did when Joe Montana beat them in 89. In the yep. last 34 or 39 seconds, you had to stop somebody one time and you couldn't. And uh, they were driving for the tying field goal or maybe a touchdown and they couldn't get it done. Uh, and that, that adds on to the other 
uh, issues they had during the day. And, you know, you got to do a little bit better job of blocking. If Joe Burrow is going to be around for a long time, they they need a couple linemen, a couple more linemen. Because there's oh, nobody minimum. can take that beating. Yes, I mean, there was a lot of talk last night. You, you know, they need linemen and maybe some cornerbacks. But, yeah, I mean, their first three or four picks should be offensive linemen period in the upcoming draft and they should be looking at the free agent market as well because uh who's more valuable than to protect than joe burrow and all in literally all of football he is the guy because if he can do what he did in this postseason and regular season while getting sacked it was i think it was over 70 times for the year then just imagine what he could do if he was not getting uh, beaten down so frequently so they got to address that right. first and, and, and foremost. Oh, yeah. And, and, John, you mentioned some cornerbacks. Uh, Joe Burrow said to me on Friday during the press conference at UCLA's uh, track and field, Drake Stadium, that Jalen Ramsey he thought was the best in the business. And you saw how he got beat uh, during Sunday's game. So there's definitely an upgrade that needs to happen with the Cincinnati Bengals if they want to to give their defense a chance as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, of course, uh, one of the uh, plays that will be long remembered was the touchdown pass uh, going over Jalen Ramsey that where the uh, receiver you know, grabbed his face mask and turned, turned his head around. It was just obvious in the replay, but uh, yeah. not so obvious, yeah. I guess, in, in live time to the refs. No, one official misses it. That's the end, right, Sam? Because that's not reviewable. Correct. I mean, next thing you know, they're kicking the extra point, and that's it. Um, there's no review. Yeah, I, and yeah. That's the end of it. No, John. John, is there is there another official? And that's just kind of a question. I don't know the answer. Let's say the other official was twenty yards away and had a had a view of it. Could he throw the flag as well? Oh, I think so. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm no expert on this, but I, I think any official yeah, can question. I throw a pass that, from yeah. anywhere or throw a flag from anywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know the answer to that because obviously it, w- it wasn't so obvious to him. Exactly right, AP. Um, I'm pretty sure, if I had to guess, and it is a guess, that any official can throw a flag on any play, but uh, I, again, I'm no expert, but good food for thought. Yeah, uh, and with yeah. that, why don't we take our first break? Um, and still a lot more to get to on the other side. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. 
From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports. And A.P. has been out in Los Angeles all week for Super Bowl week. Uh, so we've been having a good time talking about that. And AP, you referenced earlier the uh, dropped catch, and that was Tyler Boyd who dropped yeah. it. It was his first drop of the year. And what a big play. It was, looked like he had a was going to get a first down there, and it felt like a little bit if he had make makes that catch that the Bengals – might be on their way to victory. That's how big a play it was. Yeah, I mean, what a time to drop a ball. It was an easy throw, perfectly timed and over the middle, and he was going to be tackled, and I think he could have leaned forward for the first down. Correct. Uh, Taking more time off the clock, probably got another field goal at at the minimum. And, I mean, those are the things. He'll live with that for the – I mean – no question his entire life because maybe he doesn't get back to the Super Bowl. It, it, it seems to me it's, it's almost like a Jackie Smith play for him. Correct. Remember when he there dropped it go. in the end zone for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, played for the St. Louis Cardinals for all those years, was with the Cowboys, uh, had a chance to score a touchdown against Pittsburgh. It was an easy, well, it was a fairly easy catch for a professional. And he Correct. dropped the ball in the end zone. And, uh, you know, you know that, that's what he's known for primarily, even though he's a fabulous tight end. He's a Hall of Fame tight end. Oh, fabulous, to say the least. Yes, we all remember that one. And, again, Tyler Boyd, uh, you know, it just felt so bad for the guy. Uh, you know, first drop of the season. What else can you say? He, of course, is uh, out of western Pennsylvania. He's from Clareton. Uh, which is where, uh, famously, Deer Hunter was filmed, and that was the setting. Oh, yeah. And not far from where I grew up. And then Aaron Donald uh, grew up in Pittsburgh, went to Penn Hills, legendary Penn Hills High School, uh, one of the best programs in America. And, uh, and of course, went to Pitt. And uh, so I I know Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania is called the cradle of quarterbacks, uh, especially starting with, uh, I'd say John Unitas, and more, most importantly, continued by Joe Namath, and onward from there. But, um, but yeah, there's also a lot of other good football players, and none better than Aaron Donald. AP. I mean, they may have to change that cradle of quarterbacks there, or add a a, a clever defensive lineman, because what he did last night was really just stuff of legend. It yes. really was. Yes. Yeah, it sure was. And so, um, yeah, he's, he's, he was a tremendous defensive player, not the biggest person. He's definitely Correct. one of the quickest. And strongest. And most effective uh, for that body type maybe I've ever seen. He's unique. He is unique uh, in so many ways. And, uh, and you, you know, I mean, many people say, He's the best player in pro football in the NFL, period, including quarterbacks. After last night, uh, 
you that very well may be the case. Uh, he was, in many ways, the most important person on the field last night. Not the quarterbacks, you know, not Cooper Cup. Not that Cooper Cup didn't deserve the MVP. What he did on that final Rams yeah. drive was incredible. Uh, but, you know, what Aaron Donald did was will long be remembered and capping it off, of course, with the near sack or wrecking the final play, fourth down for the Bengals. Uh, he, he's amazing. You know, I was here at the game against the Bucks, and where he, uh, you know, he has a knack for getting open, and he's as sure-handed as he as it gets. I thought he deserved. I thought he, you know, was a fine choice for MVP. And then that final drive, AP, it was like he and Matt Stafford were playing pitch and catch. It really was. He was cup was four for four for 39 yards on that final drive, meaning four targets, four catches. And he actually caught one in the end zone that was. Uh, called back because of offsetting penalties, so they reran the play, and he got, and he ended up still getting the touchdown. So he was kind of unstoppable in the end, as he was all year. Yeah, I mean. Catches, yards, and touchdowns. That's pretty amazing. The triple crown. Right. right. They lose their, their second receiver, and you think, okay, now we could double, triple team cup. Let somebody else beat us, but I, I don't quite understand it, John. I've seen it in college with Devontae Smith one. Um, he was the primary receiver for Alabama last year and had 12 catches against Ohio State in the national championship game in the first half. And now Cooper Cup does the same thing. Uh, you're getting paid all this money as a defensive coordinator, and you didn't stop him one time. And he was without, they were without their second-best receiver. Right. Uh, it, it makes no sense to me. Right. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. went out. With uh, late in the first half, I believe it was non-contact injury yet again. Uh, it's amazing how they happen, and it looks serious. And of course, he didn't play the rest of the game. He was in street clothes, I believe, for the second half, and and that was just all the more reason why it felt like with OBJ out of the game that you know they were just going to double, if not triple, team Cooper Cup, and uh, and. Cooper yeah. Cup was kind of quiet through the middle part of the game, but he was dominant in the fourth quarter, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a total failure by the players on the field and the coordinator, in my, in my estimation. Correct. No, there, there's no other way to say it. Um, it just is. And uh, especially on that, again, that final drive, which, you know, w- was really incredible. Again, it just seemed like he and Matt Stafford. I mean, it was uh, by the end, by the time we got, they got close to the end zone, it was 100% plus that Matthew Stafford was throwing pretty much every play right at Cooper Cup, and yet they still couldn't stop him, yeah. which has sort of been the story of the yeah. year. Nobody stopped him all year long. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. But, but if you want to win Super Bowls, you have to come up with something. You know, one out of the four plays, maybe that would have meant, meant the difference. Absolutely. No question about it. Um, any, uh, you know, at that juncture, any one play could decide the game, and they, the Bengals just couldn't get it done. But to the credit, the, the Rams did get it done. And Matthew Stafford, I mean, uh, the long-ago trade, uh, about a year ago this time, paid off big time. I mean, they went all in, paid off in a championship. So, you know, good for them. I mean, Matthew Stafford, so many years in Detroit, and uh, number one overall pick, and you know have to give him a lot of credit. That's for sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, before the game, John, I said that Matthew Stafford he'll probably give it away at least once. He had two interceptions. Uh, it, it resulted in just three points. Right. So they were fortunate, but he, he had a, a very good game. He's the winning quarterback of a Super Bowl. So he has it on his resume now. That's something that every player in the league is trying to get to a Super Bowl and then to win the Super Bowl, and he accomplished both. Correct. And now there's a a lot of people think that by winning a Super Bowl, he will almost definitely be in the Hall of Fame now um, because, you know, he has the he certainly has the numbers. He ran up the numbers in Detroit, but now he has a Super Bowl, and I wouldn't disagree with it. Uh, I, you know, I, I think he, after what we saw last night, to kind of cap it off, 
Uh, not that he's not going to play more, but uh, yeah, he certainly looks like a strong Hall of Fame candidate to me. Yeah, I, I'd have to look at all those numbers, Sean. Of course, he played it in a different era. But, you know, Phil Sims has the one Super Bowl. He's not in the Hall of Fame. And there's probably a, a couple others uh, might be in that category with good numbers plus the Super Bowl victory. I think Phil Sims would be probably in that category that comes to mind. I'd have to research it more. But, um, you know, Jim Plunkett, of course, has two Super Bowls. Probably not the numbers, I would think. They, you know, no, nobody threw the ball as as much as they do now during that particular era in the seventies and early eighties. Correct, correct, AP. Um, well, we shall see. But he certainly, uh, he, you know, bolstered his candidacy uh, in a big way last night, to put it mildly. Yeah. And speaking of the Hall of Fame, AP, why don't we take our break? But when we're Done. Uh, next segment, we'll talk about the Hall of Fame, which was announced, of course, Thursday night at the NFL Honors. Uh, so we'll do that after this break. So don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable health care experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., uh, we've been discussing the Super Bowl. You're out in Los Angeles, Super Bowl week to be specific, and lots of news coming out this week from the NFL and whatnot, and uh, and... One of the big things, as always, is the annual Hall of Fame announcement. And it was another, uh, you know, star-studded class, to put it mildly. Players like Tony Baselli and Cliff Branch. And uh, so, yeah, I know it's something you're very familiar with. And 
What were your thoughts on this year's Hall of Fame induction candidates or finalists? Yeah, yeah, well, right, right there. Dick, Dick Vermeil was the coach that was chosen. Art McNally, head of the officials. Uh, I think he's the first one in that category that was selected. Uh, Bryant Young from Notre Dame, the defensive lineman from San Francisco. Tony Bazzelli was the first one from the Jacksonville Jaguars, offensive lineman. Leroy Butler, a cornerback, or, you know, defensive back from Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one I'm trying to uh, imagine in my mind, I, I saw all the candidates. I would really take a picture of them. Richard Seymour, the huge defensive lineman uh, for the New England Patriots. Uh, so it was it was a good class. I mean, those are all spectacular players. Um, and it's so hard to get in there, John. It's a small, select community. Uh, the number, what is it, over over 300, almost 400 or something like that. Or maybe right. 600 out of all those thousands of players through the years. So they, they were all extremely happy and honored to be selected. Well, I was thrilled to see Richard Seymour uh, be selected. I watched his entire career with the Patriots uh, as a season ticket member and you know, there were moments in time where, you know, I grew up in Western PA watching Mean Joe Green, uh, Chuck Knoll's first ever pick, and, uh, you know, when he became coach. And there were moments in time, AP, where, you know, I compared uh, or I said, you know, that Richard Seymour reminded me of Mean Joe Green. And uh, that's, you know, the highest compliment you can pay. And, and one of the reasons is very simple. He, you know, he played nasty like me, Joe Green did and like Aaron Donald does. Yeah. Um, just yeah. that simple. Yeah. He has that, he has that edge and he had it from day one and he was dominant, uh, throughout his career and at, at various times, uh, kind of took over games. So what better day to, you know, kind of salute Richard Seymour than in his hall of fame, uh, choice than uh, after watching Aaron Donald dominate last night's Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, he was um, Richard Seymour, and when you see him in person, John, he he is huge. I mean, he's definitely huge. Has to be huge, and I had the pleasure many times to see him in person. It's yeah, a massive, a massive man. Yes, yeah, he's well-spoken, and all the candidates, it was refreshing to listen to them during their interviews, and they gave us plenty of time, and, and I enjoyed all their answers and their thoughts and their explanation of what the game of football meant to them and how much they had a, that sense of appreciation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was also very happy, AP, to see Dick Vermeil get in. Um you know, he just had uh, two great uh, coaching careers in the NFL, you know, the Eagles and then the Rams, who he led, The right, speaking yeah. of the Rams, who he led to their last Super Bowl victory, which, of course, was, I think, 1999, the famous uh, last play against the Titans where I think it was Mike Jones, the linebacker for the, for the Rams, tackled... Uh, Made the final tackle about a yard short of the end zone. So good to see him. Yeah. Uh, Dick Vermeil get in. You know, yeah. he's, he's part of the movie that's out uh, on Kurt Warner. Uh, and yeah. yeah, so that's his kind of claim to fame. But he had great teams in Philly too. But yeah, his choice of, you know, Kurt Warner, uh, you know, changed history uh, in many ways. Right, right. Oh yeah, that that, that that style of play became relevant now. I mean, twenty years later, it's part of the Correct. history and the fabric of football. You can't discuss the sport without mentioning uh, that union. Right, and if memory serves me correctly, AP. He started as I mean, he, he his first claim to fame was coaching UCLA football, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He. Uh, for instance, I can remember, I believe this is true. I think this is right. But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it, but you said, but yeah, that's his claim to fame. UCLA, uh, people would know, yes. And from there, he went to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, 
took them to great heights and then, you know, resurfaces again <laughs> with the St. Louis Rams at the time. And yeah, so anyway, I was just glad to see him get in. I always liked him. Uh, you know, he had just had a great career and is more than worthy, as are all the candidates who got in. So it was a good class, as they say. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So and it was, I was glad they gave us plenty of time so we can hear their thoughts. Exactly. Exactly. Well, AP, uh, you know, my last thing is, of course, uh, I always at the beginning of this segment, but I saved it for the end. Uh, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the, the second and final week, week two of the Olympics. Uh, which we're into, and uh, NBC did the Super Bowl, and of course are doing the Olympics, and uh, so yeah, I've I, I watched a little, but not a lot. But they're having uh, all-time low ratings, but we'll see how that ends up with uh, you, you know some of the big, uh, the biggest things that are occurring this week as far as hockey gold medals that type of thing. Gold medals are more many gold medals will be awarded this week, and. So that'll be interesting to see. I don't know if you've had a chance to catch any, but um, then, you know, it's tough going up against the Super Bowl, put it that way, the first week. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm not as familiar with these Winter Olympic athletes as I've been in prior years, Sean, for sure. Same with me. Exactly right. Yeah. Feels a little different, AP. No doubt about it. Uh, but, you know, like I said, we might get down to some pretty interesting things this week that are uh, are, are gold, as they say in the business, uh, women's, you know, women's figure skating, things like that. So it'll be interesting to watch. But AP, I just want to thank you, as always, for giving us uh, a direct report from the site and and. None bigger than you being in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl this past week. It sounds like you had a great time, and uh, glad to hear it. Appreciate all your input. Yeah, thank you so much, Sean. My pleasure. Thank you, AP, again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.